Hey everyone, happy Thursday morning. Today is September 13th and you're at the Airstream Chronicles podcast. My name is Rich and I'm the show host. So, as always, thanks for stopping in and taking a little time to hang out with me this morning. I'm getting ready to um, have a busy Thursday. Thursdays are the days that I work on client sites each week for their updates and backups and security checks and all of that. So, I have the morning scheduled from... 8 to 1, so it's going to be a busy, busy morning. Now, yesterday, we had the new Apple 2018 announcement, so I wanted to talk about that with you today. I also wanted to talk to you a little bit about Instagram and something I've been noticing, a trend that I've been seeing with some businesses that's left me scratching my head. So we're going to talk about both things today on Tech Talk Thursday, and hopefully we won't run too long. So... If you didn't see it yesterday, Apple had its new keynote event for 2018, and they've introduced several new things and, you know, upgrades to a lot of things. So they started out the keynote yesterday with the Apple Watch. So the Apple Watch is going to do everything under the sun, apparently. Now, seriously, um, the Apple Watch sounded very interesting. It's not something I'm going to run out and grab right now because of the prices on it. But the, uh, the newest version of the Apple Watch, one of the big selling points was, um, was the uh, heart monitoring and exercise monitoring and that you can do an ECG with the watch. So that one, uh, one kind of caught my attention for a moment. So that's nice for your health monitoring and everything. But the first thing that popped to mind as I heard them talking about this was once this new Apple Watch comes out and people are getting it on their wrists... How many emergency room visits are going to happen over the next few weeks once they get those watches? Um, I'm sure they've got everything worked out on it, and it works as it's supposed to. But I wonder if there's any margin for user error to where people might actually get some scary reports off of their watches and be scared enough to either call their general practitioner or take a quick ride to the local ER. So that was, the, that was the silly thought that ran through my head yesterday, but you never know. So we'll have to watch and wait and uh, see as people start utilizing the Apple Watches um, if there's going to be an increase in doctor visits for the following weeks after that. And I'm sure the media would latch on to a story like that, so I think we should all wait and see. Now, the next part, so I do follow along with a lot of uh, tech YouTubers. I've got a couple of favorites that I... Um, watch each week just to see what's new and going on in the tech industry. And of course, a lot of them focus on smartphones. So the Androids and iOS. And now we've got this whole new corral of, um, we've got this whole new group of iPhones coming out here. So overall, the new iPhone sounded pretty interesting. The prices, even on the cheaper ones, are still pretty steep for a phone. But at this point, you know, our smartphones um, have, have as much power as some of our smaller computers do. So one of the reasons why I was paying attention to yesterday's keynote, I wanted to see if Apple had anything to say about their actual computer systems. I, I don't know if you remember this or not, but Apple makes computers um, as well as iPhones and tablets. But um, I often feel like the computers are getting relegated here. So... I can do a lot on my phone, and I've talked about that and how great mobile technology is for full-time RVers or remote workers, and I stand by that. I'm still very thrilled with what we can do 
um, with our smart devices. But there's still a place for uh, full computer systems. There's, there is still that space. Some of us need to develop on those. I'm not going to develop a website on my iPad mini. <laughs> I'm certainly not going to develop a website on my iPhone. It's not going to happen. Um, it's not convenient and it's not easy to do. So I still have my very old MacBook Pro and I've got the iMac from last year that's still being incredibly problematic, uh, boot up problems on a regular basis. And uh, it's it's been aggravating. This morning it didn't boot properly again. I had to reboot it. Several weeks ago I had to restore a backup because it completely hung on, on startup. And months ago I actually brought it in for service because it was locked up and I was without my computer for three days. And I need the computer for doing the podcast and YouTube and client work and all of that. So I was watching and waiting, seeing if they were going to say anything great about their new computer lineup. Because um, that's where Apple's been hurting me lately. So I'm happy with the iPhones. I'm happy with the iPads. I'm not happy with the iMac that I picked up last year. It's not the same quality as my previous Apple computers. And I've seen this all over the web. It's not just me. So I know other people are experiencing these issues as well. So we got a ton of information on the watch. We got a ton of information on the phones. Um, talked about iOS. So, and, you know, they brought out game developers and all these things. But for me, a person who's um, who needs to do work on an actual computer, I'd like to continue using Apple's products. But more and more, I'm starting to look around because... You know, this has become painful, and I do not find my current iMac to be reliable. I do have a service plan on it, and I'm thinking about bringing it back in again after this morning's boot-up problems once again. So there's that. So overall, for everyone who's interested in the mobile side of things with the phones and the watches and the tablets, all really great stuff, some really interesting stuff, and... um you know, I'm sure people will be racing out to get those new phones really soon. I won't be because my phone, I renewed it in February because my old iPhone 6, the battery just went to heck in a handbasket and it wasn't even a full two years old, but it was not usable to me any longer. So I actually ended up switching to a business plan with Verizon and uh, had to get an iPhone 8. So I won't be trading that in, out anytime soon because that's an expensive purchase. Let's let's face it, you know, seven, eight hundred, a thousand dollars for phones. This is getting really expensive, and you know, if I'm going to be spending that much, I want it to be on a full computer so that I can do the rest of my work with it. So there's my wrap up on uh, yesterday's keynote. Um, I did have it up in the background while I was doing other work, but it was a little boring at times. They you know they really dragged it out. And I think it could have been a little more concise, but that's just me. All right, now on to my second topic for today for uh, Tech Talk Thursday. I've been noticing on Instagram, so I'm a, I'm a regular Instagram user. I like it. I like to be able to share images of locations and sunsets and, you know, share some pretty scenes with people. So I don't use Instagram every day, but I do regularly pop on just to see some of the other Airstreamers and RVers that I follow along with. Just because, you know, I want to keep up and see how their travels are going. There are several Airstreamers that 
have gone to Alaska this year and up to Banff, Canada, and I've been enjoying their images. So that's great. There's a, there, I also get uh, images from other people and businesses. And one business in particular, I'm not going to name names here, but I found it very interesting. So this is a, it's an RV dealership. And so I follow along with them. And what I've been finding lately, so their social media presence is kind of bothering me. Uh, all of their photos are not their own photos. Uh, they're reusing photos from other Instagram posters. I don't know if they're getting permission from them or not, but um, their images have been coming from full-time RVers on the road. These people didn't buy RVs from this RV dealership. And one of the most interesting things that I've seen with this particular dealership's Instagram feed recently is they're putting up Airstream after Airstream after Airstream, which is really cool. So they're following along with some of the Airstreamers that I follow along with, which is why I followed them in the first place. I said, oh, hey, this RV dealership's following some of my favorite Airstreamers on Instagram. So maybe they're interesting too. And instead, all they're doing is reposting other people's Airstream photos. The thing that's really caught my attention, one of the big things that, caught, that has caught my attention is they're not an Air, Airstream dealership. So they own multiple locations. They don't sell Airstreams at all. But if you go and look at their Instagram channel, you're going to think they sell Airstreams because 50, 60, 70 photos you scroll down and it's all really cool remodeled Airstreams. So one of the uh, other folks that I follow is Hoffman Architecture. I love what they do with Airstreams. They, they do some amazing renovations and make some very beautiful trailers. And then I see their photos popping up on this RV dealership. And so my first thought when I followed those guys was, hey, they must be Airstream dealers too. And they're following along with the people that they sell to. Nope, nope, they're not an Airstream dealership at all. But you would not know that looking at their Instagram feed. They're not showing off fifth wheels. They're not showing off class A RVs. Um, they're not showing off other travel trailers. They're showing off Airstreams and Airstream renovations. And since it's not really associated with their business, since they don't actually deal in that marketplace, why are they filling up their feed with all of these Airstream living images? It's confusing to me. And that, that goes on to the bigger trend that, um, you know, Instagram for me, I'm producing my own images. I'm not rehashing other people's images. And more and more channels that we see out there that have tens of thousands of viewers, these people aren't producing the images either. Um, they're taking the images with or without permission from other Instagram users. And by the way, I wanted to mention one other thing that I found on that RV dealership that I found very, very interesting as a person who also flies drones. So I have my Part 107 certificate from the FAA. So I can shoot commercially oriented images and video with my drone. And if you are furthering a business in any way with your drone images or video, um, you need to be a Part 107 license holder. Now, a lot of the Airstreamers that I follow and a lot of the other RVers that I follow who are drone pilots and use their drone images for Instagram and YouTube and Facebook and whatever else, they are not all Part 107 
pilots. So they are using their images as hobbyists, and hobbyists can share their images so long as those images aren't furthering a business. Now, if this particular dealership that I follow along with on Instagram or any of these other groups that are taking other people's pictures and resharing them and using them to promote something commercial, they are violating the FAA's 107 rule. So if you take a hobbyist's image and you put it up on your for-profit Instagram, you're, you're an RV dealership, you're an RV repair store, whatever it is, if you start reusing people's images who are not allowed to produce commercial images because they're only a hobbyist and they're not a Part 107 pilot, who's going to get in trouble for that? So Part 107 pilots can do commercial work. Hobbyists can't. They can still share their images so long as it doesn't further a business. So now a business comes along on Instagram and finds one of your drone images and they really like it. And they decide to post your drone image on their commercial business Instagram channel. Well, we just violated what the FAA wants to happen. Now, is the drone pilot responsible um, because they're not a commercial drone pilot? Or is the business that's reusing their images responsible? Big question, big head scratcher. Whose responsibility is that? The image is the copyrighted property of the person who took the image. But these people resharing the images on for-profit streams are now violating the, um, the 107 rule uh, for the commercial side. So is the drone pilot going to get in trouble because they're helping to further a business? Is the business going to get in trouble? Is the FAA not really looking close at this and I'm making too much out of it? Probably that because the FAA has not been doing a lot of enforcement. But as things develop and as the drone marketplace solidifies and we get a general direction, there is going to be more attention paid to violations, I believe. So, so there's that. Who's responsible? The drone pilot? The um, business owner who's reusing the drone pilot's image? Who knows? And also, just to, before we wrap up here, I just wanted to talk so... The whole Instagram sharing thing I'm, I'm in favor of and, you know, people resharing your images, that's fine. But seeing all these channels that are built on everybody else's photography, seeing these channels that are utilizing amateur and professional photography, whether it's ground-based or drone-based, um, I don't know how I'm feeling about that because photographers deserve to be paid for their work. Photographers who are posting on Instagram, they're sharing in social media, but it still is their copyright. And with that in mind, you know, unless people are getting permission, you're re reusing somebody else's intellectual property. And, you know, that's still problematic to this day. And we're seeing it grow more and more on Instagram. I've said before on my personal Instagram posts, I don't put up my best images. I put up the quick snapshots on purpose. My best of my best images usually never hit Instagram or other social media because I might want to resell those images and I might want to license them out to clients, whatever the case may be. These are my intellectual property. I've generated them. And since this is part of my business, 
I do need to be paid for it. It's not just a hobby and it's part of my income stream. So seeing all these feeds that are, you know, everyone gets excited. Hey, somebody liked my image and they want to put it on their business feed. You're, you're giving something away there. And also, you know, for me, when I come across these feeds with thousands and thousands of followers, and then I take a look at all the images and realize they didn't produce any of these images, I stop following them because I'm interested in, you know, seeing what people are actually producing, not what someone is borrowing from someone else who has, um, who has some pretty good social media expertise so they know how to reuse other people's images to sell their products. If you're helping to sell somebody's product, um, you should be reimbursed for that. That's just my opinion. But uh, so there you go. So yeah, Instagram, do you follow along with these streams that, um, that aren't produced by the channel that you're watching? Or do you follow along the people who are actually producing the images and video content? Because I'm much more interested in their stuff. And if they're producing their own stuff for commercial purposes, great. That's perfectly fine. It's just when they start borrowing everybody else's images for commercial purposes that it catches me the wrong way. Well, let me know what you think. You can contact me at rich at rlcdesign.net, or if you're following this podcast on Anchor FM, you can leave me a one-minute audio message, and that audio message might pop up in one of the next shows. Also, just as a reminder, I'm really looking for other full-time RVers who are working and living on the road, and I'd like to start doing some interviews. We've already done one with Kevin, and um, he is actually on his way to a new uh, visiting nurse location in the next couple of weeks. We spoke recently. So he's going to be in a very cool location for several months doing his next contract, which is very interesting. So if you're a full-time RVer or you know a full-time RVer who'd like to chat about how it is they live full-time from their RV, drop me a note or leave me a voice message, and we'll see if we can put that podcast together. All right, everyone, as always, thanks again for spending some time this morning with me. And I really appreciate you. Oh, I can talk today. I really appreciate you popping by. All righty. By the way, as always, the intro and exit music for this podcast is licensed through soundstripe.com. If you're doing audio and video projects and you need some really cool, great music to go along with your project, check out soundstripe.com. I've got the link down below in the show notes. And if you sign up with them, they might kick a few dollars back my way as an affiliate. So it's one way to help support this podcast. All right, everyone, have an awesome day. It's time to get to work.